This episode of Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every single Sunday, if you give at the five or ten dollar a month level, you get an entire another episode of Says Who. You get me and Maureen once again at patreon.com slash says who. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's me, Maureen. Uh, books. Books are out. Do, 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 do. Books. Yay. Books. <sighs> Did I do a good ad, Dan? It was great. You can get Maureen's books, including her latest. It's out today. Do, 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 out do. today. Toot, toot. How not to... Your guide to not getting murdered in a quaint English village. There it is. I knew I could get you to say the whole thing. Get those at finer bookstores everywhere, or you can go to bookshop.org slash shop slash says who. Dan, I'm either going to be... a Two very different emotional states. This entire episode is going to go back and forth like a rapid switching current. Well, that's because you're so excited that it's our five-year anniversary, right? Yay. You forgot, didn't you? No. You forgot. I've had a busy week, Dan. I'm wearing this big foam five costume. You're just dressed normal. I honestly didn't even know that was a costume and not just something you wore. I mean... I also wear it sometimes. Yeah, I know. That's why I was just like the number five. Five, five years. Five. Five years. Oh, God. Don't cry. Oh, Dan. Don't cry, Morning. Oh, God. It's great. <laughs> Welcome to Says Who, five years of the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I'm Dan Sinker. Maureen, I gotta be honest with you. Yeah, Dan? You don't sound festive. I'm fine. (laughs) You don't? It's our five-year anniversary. You don't sound particularly festive. Oh, you want me to... Dan? Yeah? As you know, I had a little bit of a week. You've had a just a, you've had a bit of a week <laughs> this week. <laughs> oh, no. You guys, I'm going to have to beg your uh, forgiveness. You're about to hear the story of Maureen's week. I feel like I should have theme music. <laughs> I don't even know. For I don't Maureen's know if music week. exists that's dramatic enough to be the theme of your week. I think it's very derpy music. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those circus slide whistles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. There you go. That is the theme song. for. So, all right, you guys. I do need to tell you about my week because my week intersects with the news. <laughs> sure does. All right. When you last left me, we were preparing for Oscar's green card interview. Yes. We went on Tuesday morning. Yeah. Carrying 9,000 documents. Yeah. The interview was fine. It was just fine. It was one of those things where you know you're going to go in overprepared, but that's okay. Yeah. Because you know you're only going to be asked two questions, but you have to be prepared for 200. Did they ask you about the cake? No. Damn it. About the kitchen blinds? No. Damn it. You were ready on those. They wanted two pages of our taxes, the photographs, and a bank statement. That's 
that's anticlimactic to be then to they be asked us questions you. like what's his father's name have you met him hmm. and then the you all, have you met him let me tell you about his horse that bit me we talked about the horses we talked about the horses because Good. her computer wouldn't connect to the official immigration ipad that we were supposed to be hitting so we had a 10 minutes of weird silence where she just kept trying to reconnect the ipad and going, is it showing up now? No. Hmm. Click, 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 click. Is it on? No. Click, 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 click. That was actually the majority of the interview. Wow. So as we're waiting, Dan. Yeah. In a room in, with a giant American flag hanging from the front, from the ceiling with, and by binder clips, Dan, it was binder clipped to the ceiling. Oh, okay. In some kind, I don't know what it. I don't know what that means, but it means something. Some I think it mostly means somebody in that office was very enterprising. And we were talking about going to England because our trip was ske- is scheduled for the twentieth of September. Yeah. And I was like, you know, we've been nervous about it, and I qualify for a booster shot. Yeah. I I, le- I legally medically qualify. I was like. And everybody, like, they've been around for a while now. I was like, maybe I should get this booster shot. Okay. I feel like this was, would be help. I do qualify. We're, we have to travel to see your parents. I just feel like it would help. Yeah. So that day, even though I had an event that night and had to get ready for it, I ran around the city, just run, running into Walgreens and CVSs going, hey, can I have a booster shot? And it turns out that they only carry one of each drug per day. So they'll carry Pfizer one day, Moderna the next. So I kept wandering into Pfizer ones. Mm. And then eventually I went to a CVS that had Moderna and they're like, okay, thunk. And they just gave it to me and I walked out. So this is the afternoon of Tuesday, of the same day yes. that the morning yes. was the green card in. This was about two that hours you had later. been prepping and stressing for. Correct. For, oh, Many weeks. Correct. Then you immediately run around to pharmacies across New York City. Trying to get get jabbed in the arm. Booster shot so that you can feel a little bit more confident getting on a plane next week. Yes. To go to the UK. Correct. To see Oscar's family who you haven't seen in two years. Where the forest they live in has higher COVID rates than New York City right now. Great. So. Okay. Just wanted to establish our timeline. Here. Then I run home. There's no time to eat dinner or anything. Finish prepping for this event yeah. that I have in the evening. I do the event. By 9 p.m., I'm really tired. I'm like, whew, we did sure. it. What a yeah. day. That's quite a day. And I said to Oscar, now, I may have a little knock-on effect tomorrow, so I'm going to try to sleep in and just like acknowledge that tomorrow may be a little rocky. Because you've just had a booster shot. Correct. Yeah. I go to bed. Okay. I wake up and I feel not so great. Yeah. I'm like, oof, I don't feel so good. So I move into the living room where I fall asleep on a chair. Okay. It's clearly starting to hit, starting to hit. This is now Wednesday, a week ago this from when Wednesday. this episode comes out. It's around 930 in the morning that okay. I'm sleeping on a chair in the living room. Yeah. Aching all over. I can tell it's settling into my bones. Yeah. I get a text from my mother. Call okay. me. I said, I'm kind of tired. Is anything going on? She texts back, call me. Now, mm. if my mother just texts, call me twice, it means something is going on. Yeah. Shit is going down. I was like, oh boy, I don't know what's going on. I just call my mom. She begins with, all right, well, so your father's in the hospital. Now, this is a thing that is said a lot about my father. Okay. He's always up to something. Okay. And she, my mother tells the story. She's like, so it started out. He woke up the other day. He swung his, I was like, mom, skip to the end. What's he in for? And she took a deep breath and she said, he's got COVID. And I, I just, I didn't start. I kind of started laughing Dan. Like, I just was like, what? It was, it was like, she said, he's, he's, He's shot himself to the moon. Like, it was like, what? He's what? He's got COVID? And then I, I, I was like, okay, how is he? So 
he got sick on Tuesday night while I was doing the event. He'd been kind of running a temp, but then he got confused. He started throwing up. Oh. He just he just was declining and she had to call an ambulance and they tested him. He tested positive on the spot, you know, like or they did, Jesus. you know, they they tested him and or maybe they tested him in the arm, I'm not sure, but yeah, they took somewhere. him in. He tests positive for COVID. So my father is now in the hospital as a COVID patient. Now, my yeah. father is vaccinated, as is my mother. Okay. This is a breakthrough case. Yeah. My father is very vet medically vulnerable. There is nothing my dad doesn't have. When you get the medical forms of, do you have the following? Can you, he really needs the one that's like, what conditions don't you have? Right. So he's in the hospital with COVID. That means my mother has been exposed to COVID. Yeah. That, and your, mo your mother is a former nurse. Yes. So was likely nursing him during the early stages of fever yeah. and things like that. And she is livid because we have been trying to explain to him all the things not to do. Right. And I, he thought he was do being careful, but we knew that he was not. Right. And we kept saying, hey, stop going to the casino and sitting there for three hours. Yeah, that seems. Stop going into the Walmart with all the unmasked people. And he's, he was like, it's fine. So now the symptoms start to settle in, Dan. Okay. Now I am starting to trip balls. The symptoms from the booster shot. shot that you had yesterday. I had no symptoms from shots one or two, except from a little tiny bit of fatigue. Yeah. Shot three absolutely nailed me. It flattened me for a day. Oof. I, set, I, I sweat through my clothes two, at least two times. Oh, my goodness. I... I didn't have enough energy really almost at times to stand up or it was like having the flu. It yeah. was, it felt like you had the flu. It was just dripping with sweat, full body aches and chills and headache. But, and I was super tired, but at the same time I was pumped full of adrenaline because my father's in the hospital with COVID. Yeah. So I have to call him. He's out of it. He's like a little all over the place. He's upset. He's like, I'm like, okay, we'll figure all this out. We'll figure everything out. So somewhere midday, I don't know what happened Wednesday, Dan, that happens. So I start tweeting about it. I'm in a heightened emotional state. By evening, I'm getting trolls piling on me that claim that it's not real. My father doesn't have COVID. I'm like, sure. by the end of the day, I just looked up at Oscar sadly. And I said, I give up. I must yeah. watch TV now. And so I just sat there watching The French Connection, <laughs> which is a movie I sometimes watch when I'm in a bad mood. I watch a French Connection. So I don't know why, Dan. I'm out of it. I'm sweating. I'm watching the French Connection. Trolls are yelling at me. The next You're, morning, Dan. Yeah. I wake up feeling, we're out Thursday morning. Yeah. I wake up feeling a little bit more physically better. Very jangled. My mother has now tested positive. Of course. All right. She's so far at that point was asymptomatic. Okay. Now, Dan, there's another little situation going on in my building. Okay. It was hit by a storm the other week. Yeah. It knocked out one of our elevators. Right. Our tall building is now got only one elevator. They're doing construction and people are moving in and out. So everybody has to pile on to the elevator like the goddamn stateroom scene in the Marx Brothers movie where ever like it's like 95 people are climbing on top of each other in this elevator because it's the only way to get in and out. Right. Only some of those people wear masks. Yeah. So Dan, now I have to tell you about one more thing. Okay. All right, says Uvia, I'm really sorry about this. I need to I've been wanting to talk to you guys in particular about this. I feel like I'm confessing to something to you but I also feel like you're going to understand. <laughs> I'm feeling a little emotionally vulnerable by this point. As one might expect. My parents are have COVID. Yeah. A, a, a thing that you, you personally have invested, I will say, a great deal of time and effort to ensuring doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you have essentially been ordering groceries for your parents for a year and a half mm -hmm. and otherwise kind of doing everything in your power to keep them from getting COVID. And now 
they both have COVID. Now they both have COVID. Yeah. There is a woman in our neighborhood who walks dogs. She is very nasty. She does not like Dexy. Every time I walk past her with Dexy, she mutters something under her breath like, that dog. Just like really nasty shit. And I'm always like, have a good day. And I just keep walking. Yeah. She has yelled at the teenager downstairs who, who takes care of Dexy just separately. She's just one of those people that goes, wakes up every day and chooses violence. Like she's, you know, yeah. she's a crank. And when you say she walks dogs, she is a... She's a dog walker. She's a dog walker. So it's not that she is walking her dog. She is walking multiple dogs around the neighborhood all day, every day. Yes. She just walks around and she just says nasty shit to me. She doesn't even know me. She just says nasty shit to people. She's like that. I have relatives like this, Dan. So she... I'm in the elevator by myself. Uh, I mean, not with Dexie my mask, a pregnant woman and her husband are on the elevator. She gets on and a preg- the pregnant woman says, I'm sorry, you don't have a mask on. Would you mind getting off the elevator? I'm pregnant. And she goes, I'm fine. I've Oof. been vaccinated. And the pregnant woman said, please, please, I'm pregnant. Please, would you mind? She begs her. Oh, God. She goes, I get tested every week. I'm fine. And just doesn't even look up from her phone. Now, Dan, I'm in a heightened state. Yeah. This woman has said nasty things to me and my dog for a year. She says nasty things to the teenager downstairs. And I am in no place to control my emotions anymore, Dan. Yeah. I've gone to the dark side. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. But I do nothing because that would prolong the elevator thing. Right. I say nothing. So, later on. I'm trying to walk Dexy. I'm waiting for the elevator. I had waited at at this point 25 minutes for the elevator because I'm letting it go up and downs because like trying to like, I don't get on with her if other people like, so 25 minutes just to get out my goddamn front door. Yeah. And she rides past. Dexy does nothing. She looks at me with that fucking face that looks like it's just been hit with a frying pan. And then Dexy goes, woof. She goes, I thought so. Door shuts. She goes, I'm like, that's it. That's it with this woman. And I felt something come unmoored in my head. That, like literally <laughs> I had found it. Like, I think we all have a point where emotionally we just detach mm-hmm. and we're not, we're not steering the car anymore. And I was like, so I go outside and she's out there. And I'm like, okay, here we go. (laughs) I am from Philadelphia, Dan, and it rose up from deep inside of me. I walk over to her. She gives me this look like, meh. And I say, I just want you to know, I was on the elevator with you and the pregnant woman. And I just, she's like, what are you mind your own business? Turns her back on me. And I said, you know what? As it happens, my father is in the hospital with COVID right now because she goes, that's not my problem. Oh, fuck. Now, Dan. Dan, I'm not proud of what happens next. Oh. But it just, Dan, I believe honestly that I, I this might even be temporary insanity. <laughs> oh, no. She's trying, she walks a few paces off and I said, hey, do you know what you are? You're a crusty, unmasked bitch. (laughs) You're a disease spreading, crusty, unmasked bitch. I don't even know if you're vaccinated and you sure as shit don't get tested every week. (laughs) Oh, fuck. <laughs> then she turns. He goes, "Fuck you!" I'm like, "Okay, crusty bitch. Whatever. Why don't you put on a mask?" Then she whips out her phone. She's like, "She's recording me." She's like, "Go ahead, go ahead, say it again. Go ahead. Oh, you don't want to." And she just is a video of me just standing there, doing nothing, just wa- waiting with my dog, waiting for her to pee. And I look over. I go, "Hey, why don't you put a mask on?" So she has a completely unusable video of me. Wow. 
my emotions now are so high. Yeah, I bet. That it's just that thing where you're so flooded with adrenaline. Yeah. And part of me is like, oh no. Like now I'm going to have trouble. But at the same time, she is a crusty unmasked bitch <laughs> who has been saying nasty things to you for a year and who made a pregnant woman cry on the elevator because she refuses to put a mask on. And that has to be lying. Why would she get tested every week? She's right. a dog walker. <laughs> right. Where the so, fuck is she getting tested every week? So just to clarify, she doesn't even live in your building. She lives in a nearby building, but she okay. does not live in our building. She's walking dog. The reason she's in your elevator is she is walking someone's dog in your building. Yes, a dog I know very well. Oh, then then we both get stuck in the lobby together, far apart. Oof. And it's a dog. I know that dog she was walking very well. That dog and Dexy love each other. And she's monologuing to the dog. I can hear oh. her mumbling. She's going, don't you worry. Don't, you're afraid that. T-. And she's like, your dog bites. Your dog is evil. Your dog. I'm like, I don't say anything about my dog. Oh, my bite. goodness. She does. She's like, don't worry. You're afraid that dog's going to bite you. That dog bites everyone. Don't you worry. That dog's not going to. So I'm like, all right. She's in the chit-chat phase where the person thinks that they're being really tough by chit-chatting to themselves. Right. Tip, you never look tough standing there doing the self-chit-chat. <laughs> At this point, I'm, re- I'm regretful only because I don't want trouble. But I am also like, she's chit-chatting. Look at her. Look at her chit-chatting over there. Somebody, I'm also Dan. For sure, not the first person who has said something similar to her. Because all she does all goddamn day long is walk around saying nasty shit to people. <laughs> Making pregnant women cry with her and with her no mask on. Yeah. You this is what she does with her days. Well, now my stress level is up because of that too. <laughs> anyway, my mother starts to show symptoms. Oh. So I can happily report they are not severe. Okay. She does have symptoms. She has a low fever. Uh, She's tired and has a low fever. This is currently or this is, okay. For like the last maybe two to three days. Okay. It's very, and oftentimes she has no fever. She takes Tylenol. The, The vaccine did its job. My father was in the hospital from Tuesday until Sunday. Jesus. He was treated with redemzivir and all of the drugs that went along with it. He had, they also think he had a little aspirational pneumonia because he had a coughing fit the night before and aspirated a little food. Okay. Um, uh, but they, and hypoxia. So they treated him for all those things. They treated him with all the big gun, like COVID medications. They stabilized him and he is now at home. He gave it to my mother. Uh, we've had many, many long talks about that. Um, about choices and how choices affect other people. Yeah. I don't think those things, I'm not sure those lessons went in, Dad, but uh, here we are. And now, Dad, I can just report that I've spent the last week, uh, conf- not confused, but just like I feel drunk all the time. Uh, like yeah, I, just, I, I, yeah. I just feel loopy. Like sure. I'm having trouble focusing. Um, so... Yeah, you know, I I genuinely felt like, oh, I know stress can make you confused or like I actually felt it like, oh, I've got stress fog. Like I'm actually not putting two and two together sometimes or I just have the energy to do nothing. I'm like, I just I just want to sit here like, yeah, I don't have the mental. I don't have the sugar in my brain right now to do. Like I got stuff done. I got a lot. I've got a surprising number of things done, but there are just points where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, you guys, thank you for hearing the story of my week. I really appreciate it. Um, I know it was long. I And um, I feel like I've confessed to you. <laughs> I feel like you guys will understand. I think that there is uh, there's really no fault of yours in this overarching scenario. I mean, it wasn't a, I don't think it was the right move to do what I did, but it was also the move because it was just where I was at. Because you know what? If you're going to be the person who goes around doing evil deeds all the time, eventually you're going to get someone on the wrong day. Yeah. Who's, who's, who's hit their not today Satan day. 
Sure. Um, so anyway, you guys, it's so, all fine. Oh, but you sent me a cake. That was, uh, that was, was when your dad went to the hospital. Janice was like, we should send her a cake. I survived on that cake for a couple days. Well, that's good. I didn't, I didn't, I was like, I can't dinner. No cake. Okay. There the first go. night when the night that I was genuinely ill before the cake arrived. Yeah. I was really also very nauseous from the shot. I mean, I was, you know, like flu. And yeah. for dinner, I had a vanilla milkshake. <laughs> there you go. And a steamed dumpling. <laughs> I was eating like a five-year-old. Dinner it, champions. But you know what I mean? Like when you're really sick, you're like, I just want a milkshake. And just yeah. to try not to throw up. That's my goal. So anyway. So just two addendum follow-ups. You are or are not now leaving for the UK in less than a week. When my, we are not. When my father got sick, like two minutes after getting the phone call and hanging up and staring at his face, Oscar was on a work meeting. Okay. So I was just sitting there going, well, I can't go. So I just, I just wrote, post it and said, dad in hospital with COVID and shoved it. And then he was like, Ooh. and then he wrote a bunch of exclamation points next to it. <laughs> um, I was like, well, obviously I can't go. We'll figure this out. So we were also trying to figure this out. Yeah. While I was flu, like, I'm like, yeah, you go on this right there. Um, then when my mom tested positive, he was like, all right, you know, this is not working out. Yeah. We'll, we'll move it. So we're just going to move it. So all the plugs were pulled. I pulled the flights. I pulled the dog, you know, like I pulled everything. Yeah. And we're going to try again. How how many attempts is this now? This will be the third. Okay. This is just the third. This will be the third set of tickets, the third. Oh, my God. We get them refunded. The thing is, it's free free changes. Sure. But this will be the third time. And then, uh, in addition... I, I remember last week, the basic arc was, we have this green card thing that I'm super uh, stressed out for. Two weeks later, we're going to the UK. And in the middle, I yeah. have to write a book. Yeah, well, I have a book to write throughout this, yeah. Yeah. And I have a book release today, so. Right, and a book release. So, it's not like I have, like the book isn't, you know, the book is due at the end of the year, but there's a lot, I'm in the heavy writing period. Oh, yeah. no, no, no work got done on the like nothing yeah i bet nothing i the same documents that were open on my desk seven days ago are still open now the same place like just tucked over to the side sure dan i have been a train wreck this week now the good news is it all worked out for a given value of working out they're okay the vaccines work breakthrough cases happen and they, it will, the vaccine will prevent you from dying. Right. Which is great. That's good. That's good. And yeah, the third dose of the vaccine packs a wallop. You know what? It's fucking great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, you're supercharged now. And it's a fucking good thing. I may have to go down there and help, and they've both got COVID. Yeah. I did. I did a bunch of crash research and querying on your behalf for that. Gave you a, a lengthy mm. list of. Thank you. I, did, I saw that. Dan has been nothing. You guys, Dan has been, he has been sending links. He has been sending, like, everybody has been so nice. I post a lot about this on Twitter. And I really, I'm usually more thoughtful. Like, my brain is usually posting, but this was purely like the beast inside of me was posting this week. Like, and all the trolls came because I retweeted Nate Silver. It was like, why are people so worried about breakthrough cases? I was like, hey, shitbag. Hey, baseball man. This guy, it's just like one of those turfs that really wades in and is like, I'm going to burn my life down in some weird niche, stupid position. Yeah. He has definitely decided that he is, he is, he knows more about COVID than anyone. Yeah, it seems that he has. And let me tell you, when you when you dunk on him, a couple of we real smooth brain people will come out. Oh yeah, he's got a he's got a little fanboy patrol for sure. And they they were like, "You're 
it was everything from your father doesn't have COVID. You don't have a dad. You're huh. a narcissist. You're, I was like, huh. all right, cool. <laughs> Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I like cool, the cool. idea that you would make up a dad and give him COVID. Well, one of the guys was like, things that didn't happen for $500, Alex, to which everybody replied, this person doesn't know how Jeopardy works. Yeah. It's not how it works. Yeah. Um, but I think that was, that felt like a low point, being trolled for my father. Have, and then I remembered that like people troll for other people having illnesses on online and that's yeah. just a thing and um but yeah that that nate is why because breakthrough cases happen mm-hmm. i'm sitting on two of them right now jesus well you know what i'd say about that maureen what happy anniversary also 9 11 happened in the middle of that dance that was a whole day of me running around avoiding avoiding like just da- I was like that that little gif of the of the octopus just going nope 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 yeah. nope I'm just running running for my life. Well, I can catch you up on a little bit of nine eleven if you'd like. And don't worry, you guys. Dan has promised me no sad stuff. No sad stuff at, at all. Generally, it was a very sober affair. All the living presidents except Jimmy Carter, who's ninety six and fragile. And Donald Trump, who's an asshole, attended official services in New York, Pennsylvania, and the Pentagon. Did you say sober, Dan? Well, it was a sober affair, but one person wasn't sober. Oh, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Rudy, who, for those of you that are younger listeners, may only know Rudy as Rudy. But he rose to prominence as the mayor of New York during September 11th, and he's hosted a dinner on the anniversary of September 11th for the last 20 years. Usually these are private, but this one was streamed on Real America's Voice News. Imagine just for a second, Maureen, how far your stock has fallen when Fox, (laughs) Newsmax, or One America won't cover your dinner. (laughs) You have to be covered by Real America's Voice News. Yeah, you, you, One America News will cover anything. They had a live camera for three months in the recount in, in, uh, or the audit in Mm. Arizona. They will cover anything. Anything. But they didn't cover this. Rudy, first of all, appears to be completely shit-faced. <laughs> I told you this was the only 9-11 content I was here for. The entire time. Now, before we even get into the content of his speech, he has denied that he was drunk. And in oh. fact, he has denied that he has ever given a speech or interviewed drunk. When asked by NBC, have you ever struggled with alcohol? He answered, never at all. Never at all. I have sometimes, I mean, I drink normally. I like scotch. I drink scotch, he said. I so you do that. not believe you have a drinking problem, they asked. He said, I don't believe it. I know I'm not. I mean, I know I'm not an alcoholic. I'm a functioning. I'm probably, I probably function more effectively than 90% of the population. That was the actual answer. That is the full direct quote. Ooh. Yeah. That's not a good quote, Dan. No, no, but you know. So he went to an event. So he held an event in Ah. his speech. He went on a screaming rant Mm. about Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark Miley Mm. saying, quote, I wanted to grab his stars and shove it down his throat. He then went on to poorly impersonate Queen Elizabeth Mm. while explaining that she offered him a knighthood after September 11th. This is Rudy. She said... You did a wonderful job on September 11, and therefore I'm making you an honorary knight, commander of the royal something or other. Now, there are two things that are weird about this, Maureen. Mm -hmm. First, he said he turned down the knighthood because he would have had to have given up his U.S. citizenship. I I don't think that's true. Right. First, you don't have to give up your U.S. citizenship because it's an honorary title. It's not like he suddenly conscripted the King Arthur's round table or some shit. Hey, 
asterisk, because I married Classy, I'm not related to two knights. Well, well, well. Yeah. Thank you. Is I had to put Rudy Giuliani. I had to put Sir on two, two of my little wedding invitations. Wow. Uh huh. Fancy. Yeah. You think I'm trash just because I run around the neighborhood calling people crusty bitches? <laughs> the second reason, Maureen, that it's weird that he said that he turned down the knighthood because he'd have to renounce his citizenship is because he didn't turn down the knighthood. In October 2001, he was named Knight Commander of the Most Excellent Order of the British Empire for his, and I quote, outstanding help and support to the bereaved British families in New York. Well, that does certainly change things. Yeah. In his mind, in, in after impersonating Queen Elizabeth, he then jumps mm. to talking about Prince Andrew. Oh, boy. The uh, royal family member who has been implicated in the Jeffrey Epstein scandal. I quote, I know Prince Andrew was very questionable now. Mm, I never went out with him ever. Never had a drink with him. Never was in a with a woman or young girl with him ever, ever, ever. Mm. He then immediately contradicted himself by saying that he, in fact, he'd met him twice. One time I met him at my office. And one time when we had a party, he then called out to his crony, former New York police commissioner, Bernie Carrick, who I will point out was also knighted by the queen. <laughs> you know, you were there, Bernie. My God. Oh, it's the greatest. I love it so much. That got uh, asterisk, asterisk, Dan. The only thing I did for fun this week was Google Prince Andrew and news all goddamn week because I I don't want to just go around wishing people a terrible time except uh -huh. for Prince Andrew. Okay. I wish Prince Andrew a terrible time. Yeah. Seems right. He's the only person that gives worse interviews than Rudy. <laughs> well, Maureen, you might think that Rudy had the weirdest 9-11. It sounds weird. In fact, I think that Donald Trump had a weirder September mm. 11th. He didn't attend anything official in New York. He did go to New York where he dropped in very briefly on a on a police precinct and a fire station where he get, where he posed for pictures and according to the New York Times gave a quick speech where he quote paid tribute to the heroism of the police and firefighters after the planes. Uh, but spent most of his time treating the visit as a campaign-style rally, continuing his criticism of the Afghanistan pullout, complaining about crime in cities, commenting on how many police officers and firefighters supported him, and falsely claiming once again that he had won the election. But that was not the focus of Trump's September 11th. Mm. He gave two different speeches. The first mm. was a taped virtual speech at evangelical musician Sean Fights. Let Us Worship event that was held on the National Mall in D.C. on Fun. Saturday. Fun. The speech, which unfortunately I watched today and mm. kind of felt like a cameo where you have a series of kind of canned things that you say and then you occasionally check your notes and you drop in the keywords that was, that was asked, was very rambly. It was mostly focused on September 11th and how after America had, quote, a turning to God the ultimate answer to evil. Mm. It's worth pointing out that Trump went to church less than 10 times his entire presidency, mm. but he's up there giving a speech mm. to uh, a massive evangelical turnout. Mm. The second speech that he gave mm. was even weirder. Mm. He gave a speech at something called the Rally of Hope, which was held by an organization called the Universal Peace Federation. The Universal Peace Federation is co-founded by Dr. Hak Jan Han Moon, the billionaire widow of Sung Young Moon, the founder of the Unification Church, the cult referred to as the Moonies. Now, Dan, cults are my wheelhouse. Yeah. The Moonies is a dark, fucked up organization. Yeah. It is a legit cult. Oh, yeah. A legit, terrible, terrible cult that has done terrible things to people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Moon calls him called himself. He died in 2012. Called himself a messiah. And that he was asked by Jesus to continue his work on Earth. His wife is considered a literal deity in the church. They've done an incredible amount of shit. The thing that uh, I think at the at a pop cultural level, the thing that they are best known for is holding gigantic mass weddings, mass weddings. across the world, where you Back were the, kind of commanded to marry someone, and then you'd be married with yeah thousands and, of other people. Yeah, like you know, in a football stadium. Tens of thousands of people getting married at once. It's not Trump's first run in with the moons. Back in the 90s, he reportedly was considering selling Mar-a-Lago to them. Which mm. I didn't know, but learned today. And their son, Hyung Jin Sean Moon, campaigned for Trump, was at the Capitol on January 6th and runs an offshoot church called the World Peace and Unification Sanctuary Church in Pennsylvania. This group, Maureen Johnson, worships carrying AR-15s. Oh, it's those people. It's those people. Oh. Yeah. So he gives a a speech to them, Mm. which seems uh, wild. And if all that wasn't enough. It's a lot. Yeah. He rounds out his September 11th at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida. It's what it's what America wants. Where he and Dojo called a gimmick boxing match between 58 year old former boxing champ Evander Holyfield, who hasn't Mm -hmm. fought in a decade, Mm -hmm. and 44 year old ultimate fighting champion Vitor Belafort. What better way to honor those who passed? Yeah. I the fight itself came together in in such a manner that it feels like a worthy digression because it's one of those sort of metaphors for everything. It was promoted by Triller, a super lesser TikTok clone mm. that has been building a name for itself mostly by courting MAGA people and by promoting novelty boxing matches. The YouTube star brothers Jake and Logan Paul have been the biggest draws oh. of Triller's uh, boxing matches. Oh, boy. This is a a real rogues gallery. (laughs) Yes. According to the New York Times, this fight was originally going to be Triller's way of establishing itself as a legitimate organization in the boxing world. They paid $6 million for the rights to a real boxing match. A guy Mm. named Teofimo Lopez defending a lightweight title against George Cambosos Jr., And then, as the Times says, quote, as if to punctuate its seriousness, on June 1st, Triller announced it had hired the Boxing Hall of Fame announcer Jim Lampley to call the fight. Cast aspersions on Triller all you want, but Lampley calling a Lopez title bout is a strong way to present a legitimate draw. So they were attempting for legitimacy. Mm -hmm. Then a series of disasters set in. The fight had to be postponed from June to August because Lopez came down with COVID. (laughs) It was then moved again for unknown reasons to September, where it was added to a card featuring Oscar de la Hoya, who last boxed in 2008. But that September date ended up not working for Lopez. So that fight, the fight that they paid $6 million for, was moved to October. Meanwhile, the Oscar de la Hoya fight, uh, which was going to be held on September 11th, was suddenly thrown into balance because de la Hoya got COVID as well, and in fact landed in the hospital last week. Oh, damn. Damn. So at the last minute, they add Evander Holyfield, who held titles in the 80s and 90s, to replace him. At this point, the fight which was supposed to happen in Los Angeles, mind you, it was supposed to be an entirely different fight with entirely different fighters, was moved to Florida because the California Athletic Commission wouldn't sanction it. This and is so, like the plot of the movie Snatch or something. <laughs> and so with the move to Florida last Tuesday, same day that everything started going to shit for you, Triller announced that Trump and Dojo would call the match on a separate audio track from the official commentary. Mm. That commentary being voiced by Hall of Fame announcer Jim Lampley, the guy they signed to add legitimacy to the Lopez Cambosos fight that wasn't even happening. At the point that they announced Trump, Lampley pulls out, says that he doesn't want to do it. 
And so as the Times put it, quote, that is how Triller's big summer showcase to be voiced by Lampley became three hours of Trump recalling different boxers he's known and been friends with before two depressing top bouts, both over in the first round, each of which featured one washed up fighter beating another. On September 11th. What to say, really, Dan? Well, just as a coda, they, again, Trump was added like four days before the actual fight. So most of the promotion fell to Dojo, who offered teases like this on his Twitter, quote, the biggest fight of the year this Saturday, my dad, President Trump, and I are commenting or commentating, and we're going to have some fun I'll finally push him on one burning question. Are aliens real? And what's up with Area 51? Shoot me some other questions here. Text alien to 75303. Over the three hours of commentary, Trump never talked about aliens. And Dojo never asked. Dan, you're killing... Dan, Dan, you... In the middle of the week I was having, you sent me a DM about... Trump calling a novelty boxing match on 9-11. And I swear, I woke up the next morning thinking I dreamt that you sent that to me. I was like, I had this weird dream last night <laughs> that Dan sent me a tweet that Trump was calling a novelty boxing match. on. Like, I was that fucked up. And then I scrolled through. I was like, oh, oh, not a dream, not a dream. Like, that was a thing. That was a real thing. If we lived in anything that resembled a logical reality, mm. That would be the ultimate tell that he was not running for president again in 2024. Right, right, right. Because I don't understand how anyone could stand on a debate stage and defend how you called a boxing match on September 11th. Dan, we are two months away from this man opening an Arby's. Like, he's just... (laughs) Just the, the opportunities are getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. I mean, I would assume that the two speeches he gave this week or on September 11th to the evangelical rock concert and to the Moonies, those were both paid. He is the glitter of politics, like to ever diminishing weirder audiences till it's just one Zoom call with with a cat, like just. (laughs) Uh... Just the winnowing opportunities. The Falcon can no longer hear the Falconer on this case, Dan. He's just, you know, it's. Ah, oh, Dan, it was a weird week. It's been a bit of a weird week. It's been. I think I actually turned into Amy Carter's shoe for a minute. <laughs> I, I, uh, that energy, I felt her. <laughs> it was like she was inside of me going, do it, do it. Come on, tell her. Yeah, she is right there. Why'd you go up to her? And I was like, Amy, no. Go on. Go do it. Go on. I'll be right with you. I'll help you out. No. Go on. Hey, you crusty bitch. Mm. Ah! See, I helped you. Like that. It is always interesting to me when you kind of hit those moments that you don't really know what's going to come out of your mouth when it comes out. And then you discover that things like crusty bitch were sitting right there. Crusty, unmasked, disease spreading bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yep. She was so mad. She's you're saying I spread disease. And I was like, yep. Yep. Yeah, 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 I am. No, it's, that's that's correct. Yeah, fair. Fair. Yeah. Breathing in the face of a crying pregnant woman without your mask on. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. Well, especially when you're telling little fibs on the elevator. I get tested every week. Why? It's. A slight digression on that. A thing that is feels really fucked up right now is testing. I mean, so this is I don't think she tests every week because it's actually really hard to get a covid test right now. Sure is. Somehow, Maureen Johnson, we are fucking 18 months, almost 19 months into this shit. And we are right back at it's hard to get a goddamn covid test. Oh, Dan, because. I had some Binax Now tests 
And then I had to send them to my parents yeah. to test at home. And, and then I was like, I'll just get some more to send to them as well. So I can send them a bunch. And then I ran around to six stores. Yeah. Because they were all out. Yeah. You can't get them anymore. No. I'm just saying you, that when someone lies openly like that, you're like, well, then I'm not even sure if you're vaccinated. Like, right. you're, you're lying. You're, you're refusing to comply. You're telling an, a clear lie about one part of your health story, which may, leads me to be very, I, I question the second part. Yeah. Or the seems, first part, I question the vaccination part. Seems entirely reasonable. So if two out of three things aren't adding up, you know, that, that third one, you're like, eh, I'm not even sure about that one. Yeah. It seems so right. breakthrough cases happen. Ask me about them, I guess. I'll be a big pin. There's a big button that says breakthrough cases ha happen. Ask me about them. And that'll be fun. I mean, I will say that I know more people that have had COVID or currently have COVID in the last few weeks than I knew over the entire fucking pandemic. Me too. Like, they don't just happen. They are happening a lot. It's as contagious as chicken pox right now. Yeah. Which is why I'm worried. I'm like, we have to climb under this crazy clown car of an elevator now. Yeah. Of it's, which you only have one. Of which we have one and, and just to get in and out. So, you know, it's, it's not great. No. And, you know, we are vaccinated, but it, it doesn't have that terrifying factor that the beginning did. Right. Where I would sneak in at night and saw the elevator. Um, but just, uh, for example, Oscar has not been in work all this time in person. He's worked from home. Yeah. But this week, he has to go in. Just this week. Okay. So, and they have all kinds of things in place. Only a couple people are allowed in. They had to be tested at the front door. They have to wear masks the whole time. And only a couple people are allowed in and they have to spend all their time in the biggest room and all their meals are outside. Okay. So it's like a big meeting thing. And so they, they're, they're eating outside when they eat. Um, but he's like, yeah, you know, I, I'm glad you got the booster partially because I have to do this this week. Right. Because, you know, what if I end up testing positive after, after this week? Yeah. So the breakthroughs, they really, really happen. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, it was definitely my father that brought it in. Uh, and it was Fuck. most, it was most likely through, um, going to a casino or a crowded store with a lot of people without masks on. Jesus Christ. It just happens you guys like it, you know, so we got to keep doing the masks and staying away. Like it, it's out there and it is super spready. Yeah. And they do say like, probably everybody's going to get it. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm really working that that won't happen. Kind of. I know. Cause you got the little dude. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully, but as we're getting to that point, there'll be a shot for the little dude. Yeah. It's uh, they are <laughs> depending on who you talk to. It is October, which is real soon. It is November, which is workable. It is the end of the year, which is a ways after October or November. Or it is midwinter, which is I don't know when. In the UK, they, they for the moment, rejected shots for 12 to 15-year-olds. Yeah. So, uh, like, my nephews well, aren't vaccinated. Right. Um, and they're in school and, um, you know, they're not vaccinated. Like the UK's COVID numbers are very high. They are very high. Um, and I do worry, you know, my, you know, hopefully my nephews will be safe. Um, obviously your little dude and all the kids and all you with, I can't even imagine I'll be with kids right now. Yeah. I'm just thinking about you because. I know we're all going to get through it, but we get through it together by helping each other out and doing the basics, like yep. putting on a goddamn mask. If a crying pregnant was like, please put on a mask. You crusty disease spreading bitch. I should have kicked her ass out of the elevator down. I should have just 
just done a little donkey kick and just go boink, just knocked her out. <laughs> I was tempted, Dan, but I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, no matter how I appear on this podcast, I am generally actually, pr- I don't do this. I don't yell at people. Right. I save all my yelling for this, but I'm not a, con- <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a pretty non-confrontational person. Yeah. I mean, you live in the world, generally speaking, it straight takes, up just yelling at people is not a, what a thing that like that woman does. But I, I speak pretty softly. You know, I, I tend to, I apologize to shadows and reflections. Like I, <laughs> I do. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I'm that person. But it's, I felt like, as I explained it to my mother, I said it was a Danielle with the lunchbox moment where when I was in Whoa. the bus, when I was a little kid, I probably told you the story. There was a super mean girl on our, I was a kindergartner. She was a year older. She was super mean to the little kindergartner, us little kindergartners. And she was being super mean to my friend, Chris. And she'd been mean all like, she just kept doing it. And finally, one day I had enough and I just took my lunchbox and poof, just hit yeah. her over the head with it. And I didn't even get in trouble. When I got into school, they were like, she is trouble for their, like, first of all, everybody knows she's trouble. And second of all, some serious shit must have been going down on that bus to make Maureen hit her on the head with a lunchbox. Because I was a very mild child. And they were like, you're not in trouble. Wow. Whatever happened on that bus, you must have been pushed. Wow. Side note, we found out after that that she'd had brain surgery. From being hit in the head? Nope. By your lunchbox? Before that. Oh. Before that. Okay. She had, she definitely had some aggressive, like some personality issues and she Uh was aggressive. Tell you what though, she left me alone after that. I bet. Turns out you press, you can push me 50 times on the 51st time, motherfucker. It's me and the goddamn lunchbox. Yeah. You get the lunchbox. You should just be glad that crusty disease spreading bitch. You didn't have a lunchbox in your hand. I had a big old hard side lunchbox with a thermos up top. Oh, motherfucker, you push me, you push me. I sit there for a long time, but eventually Maureen's going to whip out the lunchbox. Eventually you're taking a Charlie's Angels lunchbox to the dome. Yeah, it wasn't even Charlie. It was Bozo the Clown. I don't know why. It was plastic. It was very heavy. And I clocked her with it. She left me alone after that, Dan. And it turns out there's just me taking off my earrings, running down the pavement after for the for the for the dignity and honor of a pregnant woman going, you crusty! I'm I'm gonna die! God damn it, Dan! And you're just in the back on oh oh no, Marie, no, just oh come here back, come back. Oh no, oh no, Marie's oh no, oh no. Well, five years of says who. Is made possible by you. Please buy my book. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com. You don't have to buy my book because you feel bad for me. Where? You don't have to go that poor son of a bitch. We're just going to buy Sunday, you get all this again. Who wouldn't pay money for that? Well, you can pay five or $10 a month and get that. $10 a month also gets you a sticker in the mail every single month as a member of the Says Who Sticker Club, all of that at patreon.com slash says who. I have a picture of the lunchbox. I'll post it on the Patreon. <laughs> it's a big ass lunchbox. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo and has been for the last five years. Our logo was designed by Darth. I would never hit Darth. either of them over the head with a lunchbox. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. And if you want to join the fan run Discord server, you can go to tinyurl.com slash says who Discord. And whatever you do, spread the word, subscribe, and leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us next week, September 22nd. It'll be better next week. <laughs> for our first episode in year six, I God! guess. <laughs> Wouldn't it be? Yeah. Yeah, Dan, it is. Yeah, Yeah, Dan, it is. (laughs) From my basement.
from my basement in Chicago. I am Dan Sinker. Not getting up. Maureen is currently laying face down on her desk. From my office in New York City, where if you don't put a goddamn mask on in the elevator, especially if a pregnant woman is begging you to the point of tears, and then I have to go outside and track you down and have a chat with you, you don't want to chat with me. You don't want to have a chat with me. <laughs> you don't want me turning up at your door. Knock, knock, knock. It's me, Maureen. I got to talk to you about the masking situation on the elevator. I put my arm in my chair. Down. <laughs> Accidentally lowered the arm of my you chair. Really, you really lost the train there. Well, I just, you know, when you, when you change the position of my chair. Bye bye. <laughs> says Princess Who. Bye bye. <laughs> fine. I'm fine. I don't know about you. I'm fine. You're doing great. You don't seem fine, but I am fine. You seem great. I seem better than I was. You should have seen me a couple days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't show up in mirrors a couple days ago, Dan. <laughs> Uh, five years how dare 